This is a fourth hand production. All good stuff. It's just the fact True. that, yeah, you got tiny little brains with eyes hanging around. Well, you know, Shane, uh, life begins at conception, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Don't even get me started these, on that shit. These little uh, organoids are now... Uh, I don't know. I Well, they, now, I hope they're not growing them in Texas because, <laughs> you know, that ain't going to fly well. <laughs> in the news today you believe in ghosts and the paranormal uh, are they are they ufos or are they like some crazy experimental you know governmental i don't know planes that they're building? and police in espanola are catching more than just criminals they're catching images of what they believe are ghosts weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome to Strange Uggles. I'm thinking I'm Shane on my side. I'm waiting for this cold brew to do something besides make me want to shit. <laughs> Good way to start a day anyway, dude. One way or another. So. Yeah, the best part of waking up or is poop coming out of your butt or something. I don't know. I don't think that's the jingle. Um, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that was one that was rejected. So, Well, I would not uh, deign to sully my taste pals with Folgers. Right, exactly. God damn, my grandpa used to drink, and I cannot remember the name of it. It had like this Turkish gentleman on the can. And he was holding like a cup in the air. It was like MJB or something. I, I don't know. That sounds fun. I, I don't know. He used to drink it all the time. I, I don't see it around in the shelves, but it was something he loved it. And I always drank it every morning. Coffee. So kind of cool. But um, no, and I'm not really a cold brew fan. Very few. Starbucks has a pretty good one. It's not too bad, but. Eh. Um, yeah. Uh, I like iced coffee and cold brew in particular, um, like when it's hot outside. Mm, yeah, it makes sense. Like in the morning. Yeah. yeah. We got um, um, we got a local coffee company called uh, Dutch Brothers here in the Northwest. Awesome. Co- they make a fantastic cold brew. A um, little pricey, but, you know, it's hmm. nice to nice to drive into work. That's so. Oh, wait, I was thinking of something else. I was like, there's like a truck stop on California Avenue that has Dutch Brothers. And then I remembered it's not Dutch Brothers. Oh, you have good. There's a couple in uh, Salt Lake like, just before Sat I moved Brothers out of there. Something. Yeah, I think it's more, I think there's one in Draper, and I think there's one in Sandy. I don't know about downtown. But I'm you know, not going that far for a cup of coffee. I man. know, and I don't think coffee is really a huge hit in your uh, your neck of the woods anyway for there to be a stand on every corner. But there's enough. Um, you know? Well, you know, so we have a few local roasters that are pretty good, but the coffee in general in Salt Lake is trash. It's, <laughs> it's one of those there's things. There's a Starbucks on every corner, though, so again, uh, coffee in general is trash. Right, um, yeah. I but, don't get the whole Starbucks thing. I uh, Whatever. You know, teach your own. I must have missed that wagon when it came by or something. I'm totally yeah, kidding. I mean, like the couple of the local roasters are really good. Like, Mill Creek's really good. Uh, Republic is really good. Um, and then there are a couple of, like, smaller ones that are pretty good, too. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you know, teacher. Like I said, yeah, the Northwest. We we love our coffees over here for sure. So, um, welcome everybody. So as we banter back and forth, welcome to Strange Uncles. This is actually our monthly Fortean news episode. Uh, I will say, man, it was good seeing you last week. Had a chance to sneak out for one night anyway, and uh, 
and hang with you and, and hang with another friend of ours. And so, yeah, man, it was good. Even over just for a little bit, it was good seeing you. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Work was, um, kind of took most of my time, had some high end stuff at the site that, uh, I had to come in for. Of course I flew into water leaking from ceilings, perf- bank board meetings, technology, not working, da, 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 da. That so, building is cursed. Man, it is. I th- I've almost got my management believing that I need to either smudge it or hire an exorcist to just before the next board meeting because that's the only options we have. So, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if I can't sell them on it because there's no other reason why it should be falling apart in five years. Anyway, you know, it is what it is. But uh, but no, ladies and gentlemen, so welcome to uh, Strange Uncles. Welcome to news. Um, stand by again for the rest of this month and then next month. We've got a couple guests lined up for you. Um, again, Patreon, you know, we keep saying that, but we've got some Patreon content for you. And then Josh and I are working on some other little side projects. It's just, you know, eh, life is, you know, life is life. But uh, I tell you, honestly, dude, well, number one, there's a lot of shit going on. So... <laughs> We can, <laughs> a lot of political stuff, a lot, of, and I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole, but I have been giggling to myself for the, like the last week. I don't know if anything's going to come of it. I don't know, but w- just, you know, let's see. Let's see. I think this is probably about as damning as damning can be um, without getting on the proverbial soapbox. You know, that, that's, that's all we're going to say. You know, I think Josh and I share the same political views to a bit. Um, it's been a topsy-turvy week for sure, so. You know, we'll see what comes out of that. Yeah, we will. You know, it's pretty rare that a old rich white man in America gets punished for doing pretty much anything, but uh, especially if he's a former president. But uh, the stuff that's coming out that they're talking about is pretty serious. So. Yeah, I, I would I would say so. I would say so. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, in the midst of that, again, you know, we'll see what that uh, unfolds. That's been, you know, kind of in our flagship news sites, I guess. But uh, there's been other weird shit on the backside, and that's what we're here to cover. And I guess if it's okay, man, I'll kick off this first one. Um, worrisome a little bit, but it's very interesting. This is by, I got this actually off newsbreak.com. Um, I don't know who wrote it originally. It was a short little stipend. Uh, I know that there's a longer article on it, but this pretty much lays out what I, what I came across. A miniature brain with eyes successfully grown in a laboratory. So there's that. So Interesting. I know. It gets better here. Uh, these lab-grown brains have managed to develop eyes using groundbreaking techniques developed by scientists at the University Hospital Dusseldorf. D- Dusseldorf. That's not the Harry Potter thing, is it? No, that's something different. Mm, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Uh, Couldn't tell you, you dork. I'm not a Potter fan at all. Virgin nerd bitch. I know. Hey, hey. (laughs) I got like two t-shirts that say uh, that. I think you're thinking of Hogwarts. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you, sir. Well, they're so similar. So anyway. Yeah. um, These brains have been grown from pluripotent stem cells and programmed to form the 3D structure of a brain. By reverse engineering stem cells that have been taken from the human body in the form of skin or blood, they have the potential to develop in any cell of the human body so okay let me finish this because this there's a couple little scary things here that make this sound like it's straight out of a science fiction 1950s novel but you know anyway i i digress um neuroscientist jay gabalakrishnan uh, fucking nailed it uh, who was involved in the study mentioned that the main difference between these lab-grown brains and human brains is that they lack consciousness thought or the ability to develop emotions yeah so yeah, there's that they're not going to take anything over right now I don't know about later. Uh, these experiments have been done so the scientists can understand why certain brain and eye diseases develop within the human body during embryo development. Um, here is a quote. 
Again, crazy shit. Our work highlights a remarkable ability of brain organoids to generate primitive sensory structures that are light-sensitive and harbor cell types similar to those found in the body. These organoids, sounds like a fucking Hanna-Barra cartoon, dude, I swear to God, Mm -hmm. can help to study brain-eye interactions during embryo development, model congenital retinal disorders, and generate patient-specific retinal cell types Hmm. for personalized drug testing and transplantation therapy. So, all good stuff. It's just the fact sure. that, yeah, you got tiny little brains with eyes hanging around. Well, you know, Shane, uh, life begins at conception, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, don't even get me started these, on that shit. These little uh, organoids are now, uh, I don't know. I Well, they, now, I hope they're not growing them in Texas, because, <laughs> you know, that ain't going to fly well. So They are now under the protection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking A. Uh, let me see. Know. This wraps it up here. Uh, it's despite, too early for this shit. No shit, right? Despite the brain's lacking consciousness, they were alive and working as brain cells form networks that would react to the environment around them. Uh, neural brain function was tested by shining a light into the into the eyes of the brain. The high traffic produced in the brain where data was transferred showed that the organism was alive and functioning as intended. Uh, if such a synthetic organism can be crafted in a laboratory, just imagine what we can do in 10 years, they say. Um, although the study is bringing some controversy, as expected, which, yeah, duh. And the researchers behind the experiment are assuring the public that this is done only for scientific purposes and to help the medical industry better understand early development of retinal diseases, uh, the form in babies. So, um, and, you know, I can, I'm going to try to show you a picture here sometime, sometime, maybe I'll text it to you or I'll throw it in the show notes. They literally look like tiny little brains with eyes on them. Like it's really scary. Yeah, I fucking saw the scary. little like thumbnail of the article yeah. and you texted it to it's me. Like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, so yay <laughs> for science, but at the same time, <laughs> boo for science. I, I don't know. That's scary shit right there. So, well, I don't know, man. I mean, I think, uh, this puts us right on time for uh, the Wayland Utani Corporation to um, develop synthetics to go on the Nostromo. Uh, oh, yes, possibly. That's <laughs> Jesus, dude. Just crazy. Anyway, I figured I'd start out the gate with that one. Um, it can't get much better than that, or can it? I don't know. Oh, no, it can. It can. It can well, indeed, it, my here, friend. Here we go. Um, so Vice had a hell of a week this week. Um, most of my stories are actually from them today. Uh, but, uh, this one broke like Monday or Tuesday, I think. Um, and it was really, really interesting. Uh, Congress admits UFOs, not man-made says threats increasing exponentially. Oh, I am glad you're covering that. Okay. Go on. I got some tidbits around this. Okay. Um, uh, so the new budget for America's intelligence services directs the Pentagon to focus its UFO investigation on those objects that it can't identify. Uh, and this is by Matthew Galt. Um, after years of revelations about strange lights in the sky, firsthand reports from Navy pilots about UFOs and governmental investigations, Congress seems to have admitted something startling in print. It doesn't believe all UFOs are, quote-unquote, man-made. Buried Mm. deep in a report that's an addendum for the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2023, very exciting name, (laughs) a budget that governs America's clandestine services, Congress made two startling claims. The first is that, quote, cross-domain transmedium threats to the United States national security are expanding exponentially, unquote, 
And the second is that it wants to distinguish between UFOs that are human in origin and those that are not. Ah, Quote, temporary non-attributed objects or those that are positively identified as man-made after analysis will be passed to appropriate offices and should not be considered under the definition as unidentified aerospace dash undersea phenomena. The document states. Hmm. So isn't that interesting? Uh, okay. That's pretty interesting, all right, all right, right? All right. Okay. Okay. So the admission is stunning chiefly because as more information about the U S government's study of UFOs has become public. Many politicians have stopped just short of claiming the unidentified objects were extraterrestrial in origin or sorry, extra di- terrestrial or extra dimensional. That's important uh-huh. in origin. Uh, the standard line is typically that if UFOs exist, then they're likely advanced, although human made vehicles. Uh, Obama refused to confirm the existence of aliens, but did say that people have seen a lot of strange stuff in the sky lately when asked directly on the late show with James Corden, for example. But now Congress seems to want to specifically distinguish between objects that are quote unquote man-made and those that are not, um, across domain transmedium threat is one that by the Pentagon's definition can move from water to air to space in ways we don't understand. Um, in July, the Pentagon announced it was opening the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or ARO, to investigate these threats. Mm-hmm. The bill would reclassify unidentified aerial phenomena, uh, the government's term for UFOs, UAP, right, as unidentified-field aerospace-undersea phenomena and rename the Pentagon's office in line with the new designation. Good God. Uh, Yeah, that's a mouthful, and I'm just going to keep calling them UFOs. So, uh, sorry, government. Yeah, yeah. It's not sticking. Um, Last year, a leaked video that was uh, confirmed by the Pentagon as being authentic appeared to show a UFO seamlessly flying beneath the waves. Senator Marco Rubio, the vice chair of the Senate Select Committee overseeing intelligence that issued the report, has publicly said he wants the UFOs to be aliens and not foreign weapons, which to me makes sense because, like, I mean, I dislike that man on a very primal level. Yes. But, um, however, (laughs) this is one thing we do agree on because Mm -hmm. I think if it did turn out to be that these were an actual threat, not just like future humans driving through Jurassic Park. Right. Exactly. Kind of like Michael, uh, P master's idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if it did turn out to be that it's like an extraterrestrial species, who's maybe looking for resources to exploit or planets to colonize or Mm -hmm. something that Mm -hmm. was an actual threat, Mm -hmm. uh, that would do a lot to bring countries and humanity together. Oh, Um, whereas if it's just like one state actor with advanced technology, thinking about starting some shit that's going to be bad for everybody yeah and you know what's interesting i i will say this is the first time that and again you know it, it we're not saying it, look small d right with the disclosure we always talk about this type stuff da, da, mm-hmm. da. but them to classify flat out that hey look no we need to segregate the non-human from the human like them to literally say hey we're not sure we may be dealing with two different instead of just lumping it into that one weird basket to me that's kind of interesting that that's the road we're going down um, I can't remember if I told you or not. I think I was talking to, to our friend Larry about it a bit, but there, the wife sent me a link last week and we have in Eastern Washington, we have, um, this place called Hanford nuclear base, nuclear facility. It's basically waste. 
it is what it yeah. is. You know, yeah. so we yeah. bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the, all the waste and the bombs that it came from Hanford. I mean, we've had, it's been around in history forever. And it's the middle of Eastern Washington, the middle of nowhere. But there have been mass sightings of what they call UFOs like this last month in that area, along with other areas of nuclear facilities, wherever have you, not only in our country, but across the world. I just find, I don't know, I, I find that, I mean, all these things pop up like in, in waves, I feel, and it, it kind of, you know, goes back down and then it pops sure. back up again. Um, but interesting, you know, I mean, as we may, and again, I'm with you with Mark Rubio. I do not like that individual. However, he has made a very vested interest into this and has put his time behind putting in these organizations and these groups together. And so, yeah, I don't know, man. I, it's um, hmm, taking a little bit of a turn, isn't it? Well, it's it's interesting, too, because historically the government would much rather lie than admit they don't know. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's a huge step just to say, just for what's happened over the last few years of them being like, no, this is real. We're not going to try and say it's swamp mm-hmm. gas or reflections of Venus or some shit. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. And we don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, that's huge. Yeah, because, it really is because it emits egg on their face right from fucking day one, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, like, sure, it casts things like Project Blue Book that we already thought were horseshit anyway in, mm. into a suspicious light. But, like, that's not surprising to anyone who's been into UFOs. You know what I mean? No, no. Hun- um, yeah, exactly. Because, like... Heineck and other people that worked on Project Blue Book came right out and said, like, oh, yeah, the whole point of that was to try and explain this shit away with natural explanations, not even entertain that it, what they might have actually seen what they said they saw. Right. You right. know, exactly. And then, um, then so that shit's been out. suspect from the start if you read it with any yeah. kind of like, uh, not taking everything they say right at face value. You right. Know? Right. Yep. For sure. No. Um, Interesting times. I mean, amongst everything else going on in the world and the country, it's really kind of, you know, I feel like, I don't know, maybe to maybe, you know, having this, this approach, putting these groups together and put and kind of spoon feeding this out there for those of us who are paying attention. I don't think because of everything else happening in the country, the, the sad thing is it's bad timing because not a lot of other people are paying attention other, other than us weirdos, but maybe that's a plan. Maybe that's kind of what they're kind of thinking. Hey, you know, we're going to put this stuff out here. Maybe people catch it. Maybe they won't. I don't know. I just find the timing weird. I find how they're doing it a little weird. But at the same time, it is exciting. And it is, it seems like every time they bring this up, and especially now, like you said, you know, they're, no, we don't know what it is, but there's something. Well, if you don't know what it is, why are you even going to bother reporting on it? But here they are. So, well, because it could be an existential threat to national security. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. But they're real, they're realizing that. And that's, that's what's, uh, that's, what's crazy. Yeah. Well, they're just finally at least publicly not trying to make anyone who says they see something sound like like a fucking idiot. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Anyway, there's more. A large question of course, is why Congress is seemingly admitting this now in public. After all, lawmakers are privy to classified information that the general public isn't, It strains credulity to believe that lawmakers would include such extraordinary language in public legislation without compelling evidence. This name is great. Merrick von Rittenkampf, an Obama-era DOD official, said in an op-ed. Straight out of SS, man. (laughs) Like, yeah, did did he come over in Operation Paperclip? What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, he said that in an op-ed in The Hill about the budget. According to the op-ed, the comments were first noticed by UFO researcher Douglas Johnson. Uh, Quote, this implies that members of the Senate Intelligence Committee believe 
on a in in parentheses on a unanimous bipartisan basis that some UFOs have non-human origins. Von Rennenkampf <laughs> continued. Um, after all, why would Congress establish and task a powerful new office in investigating non-man-made UFOs if such objects did not exist? Uh, make no mistake, mm. on uh, one branch of the American government implying that UFOs have non-human origins is an explosive development. A bipartisan group of U.S. legislators has long put pressure on the Pentagon to figure out what the strange lights are that Americans are seeing in the sky. In 2021, the DOD issued a report detailing more than 100 sightings that it investigated. It said some of what it studied could not be explained with current scientific models and asked for more time and money to study the phenomenon. Congress has given it to them, and now it's asking the Pentagon to focus only on those objects that haven't been designed by human hands. Wow. So I think it's pretty pretty cool that they're um, even talking about it. Oh, you know uh, I mean? yeah. Oh, God. I mean, especially this far down the, I, I don't know. Yeah. Huh. But also I think it's good. And then it, it shows like progress and, and seriousness on the side of the government that they're like, don't folk like if you can explain it as like, oh, this is a been identified as a drone from like, you know, a commercial or from right, so-and-so right. or whatever, then cool. Send that to whatever department would normally deal with shit like that and move on. Mm-hmm. We want you to find the stuff that you can't explain and yeah, yeah. tell us and try to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Let's separate what's in our basket that we haven't for how many decades and yeah. really be spe- spe- uh, specific on what we're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's again uh, like the emphasis on shifting away from trying to explain it away to trying to just actually explain it is mm-hmm. super interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll I keep following it. I, I think, yeah. I mean, that's um, you, when they even made that organization, when they put that together and started funding it, that's when I thought, oh, wait a minute. They're really taking this a little bit seriously. So, yeah. 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 And it seems like oh. they keep taking it more seriously. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Well, that's cool, dude. Well, I've got one more here before the commercial. Um, it's dealing a little bit with, uh, I don't know, not really UFOs, but more technology because, you know, as we make means here. Um, and actually, this is something that, was given to us because we still got you and I and John, we still got a group chat going on. So, Hey, shout out John, if you're listening. Um, he sent this to us a couple weeks ago, I think, but a week and a half ago. And he's like, Oh my God, this could change everything. And you know, he may absolutely be right. Uh, this is actually written by Micah Hanks, who we've had on the podcast before from the debrief. Uh, we have ignition remarkable breakthrough and nuclear fusion represents a new physics milestone. So just that right there, knowing, and again, we're not going to explain what nuclear fusion is. If you don't know what it is, you shouldn't be listening to the show anyway, or go educate yourself, something, anyway. But knowing that we've been trying to figure out nuclear fusion for how many decades, and we've been nowhere, here comes this article. So for the first time, scientists have confirmed a major breakthrough in nuclear fusion involving the first successful instance of ignition, the point at which a nuclear fusion reaction becomes self-sustaining. Um, the achievement results that have been published in the three peer-reviewed papers occurred at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratories, a national ignition faculty, on uh, August 8th, 2021. So they cover kind of what nuclear fusion is. Again, you know, it's it's 
where at least two atomic nuclei possessing a low atomic number fuse together, forming heavier atomic nuclei. During this reaction, difference between the masses and the reactants, uh, the products result in the difference in energy that binds atomic nuclei before and after the reaction occurs. So basically, it's, it's using nothing but hydrogen to do it, and the byproduct is helium. That's nuclear fusion in a nutshell. But the, re- but the thing is, it's, it's a energy that if we figure out how to use it, and boy, it looks like they might have. So in the laboratory, ignition during a fusion reaction would allow for a self-sustaining energy source with a variety of applications, which includes a potential source for the generation of electrical energy. Now, after several decades of research, uh, it was announced in peer-reviewed papers, again, results of three different uh, findings, where a yield of more than 1.3 megajoules was reportedly achieved by the team of scientists in a groundbreaking physics achievement. Uh, within the labs at the National Ignition Faculty, the largest laser in the world is used to replicate the nuclear fusion that occurs naturally on our sun by heating and compressing a capsule filled with hydrogen, which is used in a process known as inertial confinement fusion. Well, big fancy word there um, to fuel nuclear fusion reactions. Uh, quote, an inertial fusion implosion on the National Ignition Faculty, uh, again conducted August 8, 21, recently produced more than a megajoule of fusion yield and passed Lawson's criterion for ignition. The authors wrote in the first of the three recent papers. So just, I was not sure, man, what uh, a megajoule is. And so I looked that up real quick. So let me see. Mega to Google. Joule, yeah, oh, yeah, right. To L Google. Here we go. So one megajoule is in reference to a million joules. And one joule, and again, not to get the fucking weeds with all this shit. You didn't listen to this podcast to learn math for Christ's sake. But one joule equals one Newton's metric. Basically, so it's a force. For example, you know, if you're pushing a cart and you pass one meter with this cart, you made one newton, and that's one joule. So they're saying they hit 1.3 megajoules. Um, that's pretty substantial. I mean, that's you know, looking at the criteria, one joule or one megajoule can do like 400,000 homes or something like that. And even mm-hmm. in that refer- reference, it's a small accomplishment, but nonetheless, an accomplishment. So is it? comparable to 1.21 gigawatts <laughs> i don't know there's something in here about a flux capacitor being ordered but uh i don't know i haven't got that far down on the on the thing um let me wrap this up here so quote achieving the conditions needed for ignition has been a long-standing goal for all inertial confinement fusion research uh hurricane said in a statement and opens up access to a new experimental regime where alpha particle self-heating outstrips all the cooling mechanisms in fusion plasma um, I don't know, man. Kind of cool. I, yeah. you know, this is, I mean, like, I imagine that scientist is going to have a car accident pretty soon. Oh God. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that too. It, <laughs> it's just like, and you're right. It's like anything else. Like as they make this, you know, because now look what you have with new energy. Uh, and again, not to get political about this bullshit, but it definitely isn't going to, the oil companies aren't going to fucking like this. Electrical no, companies and, aren't gonna, I mean, they know. have been known to like buy up patents for, um, alternative energy sources and just to shelve them. it, which yep. is incredibly yep. stupid. It's like, all right, the oil industry is not sustainable. You've already made more money than God. You could keep making more money than God right. without killing us all if yeah. you just use the technology. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I know. Corner I, that market, yeah. Chevron. It, it's all money. It's all money and greed, and that's all it is. And that's what makes the world fucking go round, which is sad to say. There's very few people that go, no, holy shit, this is a good thing. And again, not to get off and on the soapbox, but it goes right back to how people view things. It's just like this whole student loan thing, no matter what you think about it. There's so many, well, God, I didn't get that, and I did. That's not enough. You Can't you just fucking be happy that a group of people 
might be able to crawl a little bit out from underneath. It might ten thousand is ten thousand, but just okay, cool. You know, I made a pay it off my student loans, but somebody else can't. Good on yeah. them. But we don't think like that as people. So like you know. I paid off my student loans, and by that I mean my dad gave me money to pay off my student loans. <laughs> Otherwise right. I would still be paying on them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and yeah. like and it's just like I had mostly um all FAFSA stuff too. Like it was all supposed to be low interest rate and stuff, but no matter how much I paid, the balance just kept growing. Like I, it went from like seven grand to 10 grand. Well, so I was paying on it. Yeah. And here's just something about that too, which, okay, this is a great thing, but at the same time, put in place where you need to put a fucking cap on these colleges that jerk up the tuition to the point that it's, you know, the interest rates and the loan, knowing that it's astronomical. Well, you know, why don't we start, why don't we work on that too, just so we can kind of curb it? I mean, there's different ways to approach, but again, you know, it's like anything else. Um, it's just, everybody has greed. Everybody wants to get it for themselves. Well, you know, it's, it's, there are a lot of reasons, right? So one of them is, uh, stupid American individualism, you know, where we're taught that everything comes down to personal responsibility and right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, my loans were paid off. This doesn't benefit me at all directly, but it benefits a lot of people I know. Mm-hmm. And it benefits just a lot of people in general. Mm-hmm. And it makes upward mobility a little bit more accessible to a lot of people, you know? Yeah, um, yep, for sure. And it's good for the country as a whole. I've also been loving all of the, uh, Republican senators that are crying about it, ha- getting dunked on with everyone being like, didn't you have like a million dollars in PPP? <laughs> 180 loans fucking 5,000, Mrs. Green. Yeah. 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 I like know, go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, We're talking kidding. about. <laughs> and, and again, not to that. change the subject too far, but, uh, but it, it is fucking funny. It is funny. But uh, I also will say like, if, if you think, if you think that forgiving any, any amount of student loan debt is bad, you should look into why, it got as bad as it did in the first place. Uh And that's because uh, like in the late seventies, early eighties, an advisor to Ronald Reagan and just the GOP at large was saying like free college. Cause up until that point, college was basically free, Mm -hmm. you know, like a four year degree would cost you 1200 bucks. Now that's like one credit. Um, So he was just basically saying that uh, this is going to lead to an uh, educated proletariat which is bad for authoritarian leading. Oh yeah. Because, like because the GOP, yeah. oh, because they don't have like sheep. They anymore. want you to be stupid. That's right. Exactly. They, they want you to be a sheep. They want you to get fun. Yeah. And again, you know, they're not the only group, but right now that's first group that comes in my fucking head and where it's going. But well, and also you know. like, uh, we pretend we don't have like a cast or class system in the U S but we absolutely fucking do. Oh, we have a, we're so clicky here in this and, country. Dude. Uh, having a college education is like the sign of, being a little bit higher up that letter ladder mm-hmm. and uh if you're cheating because you financed it because you were poor you should have to pay for that forever because you shouldn't really be where you're at with that college degree because you couldn't you didn't already have the generational wealth to just pay for it yeah you know what i mean it's yeah, all yeah. just basically like instead of because of how rotted capitalism has made america's collective brain um like we we don't want that tide that lifts all boats, you know, because we're too invested in this, uh, bootstrap myth. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. So no, like, yeah, 
it's just, you know, a hundred percent. I, and again, we digress audience. You know, it's one of those things where it's just, you know, it's a good example. And, and this is as cool as this is, I, we guarantee you our whole premise for going down that road is somebody somewhere is going to stifle it because it's not going to benefit them. I mean, even the thing with um, the resulting byproduct of this this uh, fusion would be helium, mm-hmm. and we are dangerously low on helium in yeah, general. Yeah, we need that so, shit. Yeah, so it's like a go fuck win win on all sides. But, yeah, and yeah. also like clean energy helps everybody, yep. even if you're 100%. a climate change denier, it still helps you. <laughs> right, you exactly. Know? You're not going to admit it if you're a climate change denier, but fuck whatever, you know. Well, and it's it's but, also like okay, I get a lot of people's trepidations around nuclear power just to begin with. I, I do too. Um, I, it's dangerous. You know what? We started toying with it when we didn't, we thought it was safe and it really, we shouldn't have been toying with it without knowing the precautions behind you know, it. We, we you knew know. it was bad and we, we did we, it on purpose. Ex- anyway. Exactly. Exactly. But what I'm, what I mean is like, I get like, there have been accidents like Fukushima, like Chernobyl, you know, like three mile Island. I, and, and again, it's dangerous and we know that. And mm-hmm. so people think all nuclear power is dangerous. Whereas with fusion, the waste is helium, which is something we fucking need. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, so we figure out not, how to harness this, you know? Yeah. If we can figure out fusion, that's way different than fission and it doesn't produce all the, all yeah. the waste. And it's not as dangerous as far as like, you know, if, if there's a reactor leak, it's not going to right. Make, Right. Half of Europe uninhabitable. You know what well, I mean? and, and here's the thing, too. And there's something other things, factors to think about when we talk about nuclear. And then we'll, we're going to go to a break. But I just want to space it because I read a few articles. And, and nuclear energy is always fascinating, number one. Yes, we've had major catastrophes, you know, Fukushima, whatever have you. But if you look, and I know people, feel free to write in strangejunkles at gmail.com. You're like, oh, da, 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 you piece of shit. But whatever. If you look at it on a grander scale, on a large scale of of actually how much nuclear we use and how many accidents, it is a drop in the ocean compared. Still bad. I admit it's still bad. Mm-hmm. But then you would, then you look at the timeline that we had nuclear and you mix the Cold War into it. You mix nuclear weapons into it and da-da-da. A lot of people, not only in this country but across the world, got it in their heads that it was just bad. Nuclear's bad. It's all bad. And so all these plants are shutting down. Where now we're seeing the shift, like California is thinking about you know, actually opening a plant that they had on the um, cutting board. I think for like 2024, they were going to scrap it. And try to, you know, take all the waste out and shut it down and concrete it. And now they're rethinking that. Like, no, wait a minute. We haven't had instances. Why don't we try? So gradually, I think that fear is starting to move and shift the pendulum the other direction. Now, the key is to make sure that that fucking pendulum doesn't swing too far, too far the other direction. Because that's just like anything in life. That's where you get either too far one side, too far the other side. And then you get people that are just pissed off and things aren't working yeah. correctly. Well, and, and you know, like, I, I don't think there's any one answer, right? Yeah, there's not. Like, absolutely. Nuclear yeah, is yeah. a component of it, mm-hmm. but so is solar. So is wind. Right. You know, if, right. Yeah. If this fusion thing turns out to be what it sounds like it is, mm-hmm. then that like makes nuclear a much more viable component of that clean energy strategy. Right. Because then we don't have all the like nuclear waste. That's going to take 20,000 years to become. Yep. Hundred percent, just poisonous. Just add but. it into the new renewable energy basket. That's what you do, you know. And the solar yeah. power now it's starting to get affordable. And one of the factors, not the only factor, mind you, because the first solar panels that were uh, manufactured had some pretty expensive components in them. They don't necessarily have. They figured out how to work around some of those components. But when they first came out, solar power was not feasible. It really wasn't, just for the yeah. price of the fucking panels. Now it's a case that's not like that. But how many decades did it take to get to this where we're starting to see that? It's just. 
like anything else. It's growth. It's a process. Again, don't put all your eggs in one basket, but this is definitely something that you can add to that whole renewable energy bubble for sure and use it with hydro and use it with solar, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think the hydro thing is, is part of why, uh, California is thinking about not scrapping that plant because the Colorado river system is about to fucking die. Oh yeah. And, that's a chunk of it. Uh, like, uh, the, I forget the name of it, the Hoover dam or whatever. Mm-hmm. Lake Powell generates power for like seven States. Yep including Utah and California and, yep. it, and it's projected that it won't have a high enough water level to generate power by 2024. Yeah. yeah. And we're, and we're not the only country that is dangerously, dangerously scarce on water supply. There are mm-hmm. other countries that are going and other countries have been doing it way before we have. Yep. And it's horrible. Horrible. I, yeah. I have a, I have a story related to that for later. Oh, okay. Well, well let's do this and let's go ahead and take a break, man. And then uh, when we come back, we'll jump into your story and, yep. uh, Go from there, sound cool? Mm-hmm. All right, listeners, stand by. We'll be back. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, and we're back, everybody. Welcome to our monthly 14 News episode. Um, yeah, Josh, follow up with that. We were talking about, uh, we had some follow-up as far as water, hydro, I think, right? Yeah, so it's kind of tertiarily related to the story that I have. Like, there's another story within this story that's all about that. But I, mm. uh, I, I originally chose this story because, like, the part that's not related to this is really interesting. But, um, okay. but we'll we'll cover both ends of it. Uh, so this is again from Vice by Rachel uh, Chang. Um, the Yangtze River dries up, revealing 600 year old Buddhist statues. Uh, the relics emerged as the river dips to the lowest level in 150 years amid an unprecedented heat wave. So the Yangtze River is having kind of the same issues that the Colorado River is right, having. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, the water level of the Yangtze River, the world's third longest river, has plunged to record lows amid an unprecedented heat wave in China, revealing ancient Buddhist relics on an island reef. Uh, the three statues were built in the uh, Qing and Ming dynasties and believed to be 600 years old, state broadcaster China National Radio reported. The tallest one at 95 centimeters depicts a monk sitting on a lotus pedestal. Uh, they have drawn curious visitors to the previously submerged island, which is located in the southwestern city of Chongqing. Hmm. Um, this is a tough name. Gu Yonfeng, a resident, swam across the river to see the statues for himself after learning about them in the newspaper. Quote, I think it's very, uh, I think this is very precious, Gu told uh, Reuters. I don't think we will see it again when the water levels come back. So I'm here to see it. This is the future, or sorry, this is the culture that our ancestors have left us. Oh. Um, New Yingbin, an associate researcher from the Shangqing Cultural Relics and Archaeology Research Institute, assessed the statues earlier this month. He said that that, uh, that 
He said they were built to bless boats as they were passing through and have significant historical value. The statues were last exposed by receding water in 2020 when they were captured on camera by a drone photographer. Hmm. Like several other freshwater lakes and reservoirs in southern China, parts of the Yangtze River have dried up as an unusually intense heat and low rainfall uh, period persists for months. Um, and this is where we're getting kind of into what we were talking about earlier. Okay. Um, elsewhere along the river, the uh, Guanyin Pavilion, a historical structure that was usually partially submerged in water, also drew scores of tourists. Across the world in Europe, shrinking reservoirs and lakes have revealed sunken villages and churches, World War II ships, as well as ancient stones. We've talked about the Hunger Stones before. Yep, yep. Um, as a key monitoring point in the river basin, the water level was six meters lower than the average in recent years. And at the lowest level at the time of at this time of year, since records began in 1865, uh, science and technology daily reported last Tuesday, China issued the first national drought alert of the year. It has also extended power curbs and suspended factories in the Southwestern region as hydropower output dwindled. Uh, given the cause of the receding water level, Chinese social media users have mixed feelings about discovery of the artifacts uh, should I appreciate the Buddhist statues or worry about the drought? One commenter on Chinese Twitter, like <laughs> Weibo asked. Um, so I thought this said more about uh, how the uh, hydroelectric power plants along that river um, can't really function anymore because it's gotten so low. Um, but well, no, but I mean, maybe not that article, but I have covered over or read other articles that, yeah, exactly. That. They're going through the exact same thing that, yeah. you know, is happening over here. And, yeah. and it's detrimental and, uh, for them, you know? So, yeah, like the Danube is so low that a bunch of like old Nazi warships are like visible. So oh, it's basically to the too. bottom of the, yeah. of the river basin, you know? Yeah. Well, I know Lake Mead has, uh, and I think we might've talked about this, but they, back in the fifties, they had a, a B 52 something bomber that got screwed up. They were flying it from the air force base. that was nearby and it had malfunctions and they had crash landed it in Lake Mead and the people got out, and it was fine. But it's a popular thing for divers to actually dive down. Well, now you can pretty much see the top of that airplane. I mean, that's not it, – it's just unfathomable what's happening. And it's it's so weird because in one fact, it's, it's like, wow, we're uncovering our history. Statues, these things are being found that they didn't find before. You know, these other things that are happening on the earth because, you know, we're, we're – you know, the ice is melting and these things. But it's not a good thing. I mean, it's – it's neat to find these things, but it's not a good thing. I don't. Yeah, I just don't know what that. I don't know what the outcome is. I don't know how do you how do you fix it. You know how do you get back on track here? Um, well, you know. Meanwhile, we went to Vegas and fucking, you know, that city uses water fountains and water and da da da. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just it's insane. It really is insane how we look at it. Yeah, water features in a desert city, while I understand why you want them, is not a great idea. No, no. Even you can recycle. You're still losing massive amounts of water just from rehydration when they cycle through everything. It's just, anyway. Yeah. But no interest. um, At least they did lower the um, size of pools that can be made now. Yeah. It's not a resort. Yeah, thank God. Isn't that awesome? They finally passed that. Yeah, so you you, you can only have a small pool in your backyard now. Right, right. Yeah. Great. Well, hey, you know, it's a start. You got to start somewhere. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but no, I'm just. Uh, I mean, it's it's fascinating. But at the same time, it's um, you know, it's terrible. So, meanwhile, meanwhile, back on the other side of the thing, um, I kind of got something kind of scientificy here, uh, and it's very interesting. And they've been 
This falls along the lines of quantum a little bit, quantum mechanics, quantum computers. Uh, it's very interesting. I stumbled on this, I, I think, last week. Uh, scientists blast atoms with Fibonacci laser to make an extra dimension of time. This is actually by Ben Turner. Um, and again, Fibonacci, Fibonacci, it sounds uh, like some, Fibonacci. Fibonacci. Okay. It even yeah. sounds like a fancy purse or something. So whatever. Yeah, it was an Italian physicist. Oh, there you go. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I'm a dummy. So anyway, they take uh, this Fibonacci laser uh, pulse at Adams inside a quantum computer. Physicists have created a completely new, strange phase of matter that behaves as if it has two dimensions of time. Um, the new phase of matter created by using lasers to rhythmically jiggle, <laughs> I like that word, it's fancy, <laughs> a strand of 10 year to beam ions enables scientists to store information in a far more error-protected way, thereby opening the path to quantum computers that can hold on to data for a long time without becoming garbled. The researchers outlined their, founding, uh, their findings in a paper published July 20th in the Journal of Nature. Um Real quick, so basically, so they're finding how this works. Basically, the inclusion of a theoretical extra time dimension is a completely different way of thinking about phases of matter. Lead author Philip DiMastro, a researcher at the Flatiron Institute Center for Computational Quantum Physics, Jesus, these names in New York City, said in a statement, (laughs) quote, I've been working on this theory ideas uh, for over five years and seeing them come actually to be realized in experiments is exciting. Um, the physicists didn't set out to create a phase with a theoretical extra time dimension, nor were they look, looking for a method to enable better quantum data storage. Instead, they were interested in creating a new phase of matter, a new form in which matter can exist beyond the standard solid, liquid, gas, plasma, which they've done research in the past with that, right? So there have been other things along that. So they were set out to do this, but evidently this happened instead. Um, they said about building the new phase in the quantum computer company, Quantinium's H1 quantum processor, which consists of 10 erbium ions in a vacuum chamber that are precisely controlled by lasers in a device known as an ion trap. Sounds like Ghostbusters. Ordinary computers use bits or O's or 1's to form the basis of all calculations, whereas quantum computers are designed to use qubits, which can also exist in a state of 0 or a state of 1, which is just confusing. It's, it, quantum in general is confusing, but... Yeah. Um, But that's just about where the similarities end. Thanks to the bizarre laws of the quantum world, qubits can exist in a combination or superposition of both the zero and the one states into the moment they are measured, which uh, upon which they randomly collapse into either zero or one, which go figure. Um, To wrap up here, the strange behavior is the key to the power of quantum computing. And this gives quantum computers ability to form multiple calculations simultaneously. But now they've discovered this. Um, basically, there's another quote here. Even if you keep all the atoms under tight control, they can lose quant- quantumness geez, by talking to their environment, heating up or interacting with things in ways you didn't plan. Uh, to get around these pesky decoherent effects and create a new stable phase, the physicists look to a special set of phases called topological phases. Quantum entanglement doesn't just enable quantum devices to encode information across the singular static positions of qubits, but also to weave them into the dynamic motions and interactions of the entire material, into the very shape or the topology of the material's entangled states, which makes sense when you say it like that. They're just they're just sure. everything across. I know, it's all fucking scientific mumbo-jumbo anyway. But the reality is, um, by doing this with these lasers, they literally have just, again, the error-protected way where it can keep that pathway and keep that history and keep that data not all garbled up. And I, I don't know, you know, quantum in general, I, I so much want to wrap my head around it, but I don't have time. But it is interesting how 
they come up with these things and decide, well, okay, we're going to do this and this is what's going to happen. Um, you know, and I keep saying it. I know, you know, we got this podcast. We're talking about weird shit. And hopefully we get back to, you know, ghosts and these other things. But when you use that for an example, I, I truly believe that I think what we're seeing when it comes to ghosts or these time slips, these other things, you know, things that are happening to Skinwalker, I really believe they have a quantum basis to them. Uh, and something is either slipping there's another level that we're not seeing. There's another frequency that we're. It's not within our realm. I, I don't know. I think quantum. If we can, if we can kind of figure it out a little bit more, I think these things are going to come to fruition a little bit more through knowing more about quantum, and it's going to explain all this, you know, ghost spirits portal stuff that we had in the past. I, at least I'm hoping. I, I don't know. So that's definitely possible. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, there's there's no other way to there's other ways to look at it, I guess. But I don't think that you know it's your dead grandma wandering around the house. I think there's something else to it. Um, I don't know. You know, again, you know, the, the yeah, I mean, everything looks like magic until you figure out how it works, right? Exactly, right. exactly. So, how many thousands of years ago did nobody explain what lightning was? You know, so yeah, you know, it's a thing. So anyway, uh, yeah, very interesting. So, and there's another couple articles talking about extra folds of time, dimensions of time. Other articles talking about what I mean, really, what is time? I mean, it's relevant to us, but is it is it relevant to the universe as a, as a whole? Which is, you know, again, that's a whole nother can of worms to go down. Um, whether the universe itself uses time. Or it's just something that we use to help things make sense. It's a man-made creation, not necessarily something that's just always been there in the ether. You know. Well, what I mean, so. I, mean it, it, I think that's a both answer. You know what I mean? Like if you're talking yeah. about time as a function of time and space, then yeah, I think that's like a universal thing. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about time as in like 24 hours in a day and it moves in a linear motion and it only goes one direction, I think that's a social construct true, that we come up with to uh, to help us. Figure yeah, out to help us yeah. process our reality. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because sure. t- like that's the whole thing with like the theory of relativity, right? Is like time is relative to uh, how fast you're going and right. you know all that kind of stuff. Well, it's like anything else. You know, if you watch your clock, you know your day is really going to drag. If you don't watch yeah. your clock, your day's not, you know, again, relevancy, right? You know, for how you look at it. So anyway, um, you got another article on your side? I've got uh, one. Yeah, I've got a couple more. We okay. could um, save them for Patreon or do them now. I don't. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead. Uh, let me do. I'm going to finish off with this one um, real quick. This isn't. This is just something new that came up. And then, yeah, yeah. if you're mind jumping on the Patreon thing, let's go ahead and give them a couple yeah. uh, special articles. Uh, this is interesting because I've been hearing rumors about this for decades. And so everybody knows uh, Tut- uh, Tutankhamun's treasure, right? Everybody knows about Howard Carter, the guy that you know found it in their early 20s. Uh, this is interesting. So Howard Carter stole Tut- uh, Tutankhamun's treasure. New evidence suggests. So uh, this is actually by Dela Alberg. Uh, Howard Carter, the archaeologist who discovered Tutankhamun's tomb in 1922, was long suspected by Egyptians of having helped uh, himself to treasures before the vault was officially opened. Always been rumors about it. I've heard rumors about it, but nobody could ever prove anything. However, now an accusation that Carter handled uh, property undoubtedly stolen from the tomb has emerged in a previously unpublished letter sent to him in 1934 by an eminent British scholar within his own excavation team. It was written by Sir Alan Gardner, a leading philologist. Uh, Carter had enlisted Gardner to translate hieroglyphs found in the 3,300-year-old tomb and later gave him a womb amulet, uh, WHM is all it is, uh, used for offerings to the dead 
assuring him that it had not come from the tomb. Garner showed the amulet to Rex Engelbach and then the British director of the Egyptian Museum in Cairo and was dismayed to be told that it had indeed come from the tomb as it matched other examples, all from the same mold. So, eh, firing off a letter to Carter... He enclosed Engelbach's damning verdict, which reads, quote, The womb amulet you showed me has been undoubtedly stolen from the tune of Tatakamon. Uh, um, Gardner told Carter, uh, quote, I deeply regret having been placed in this awkward position. <laughs> and again, this is all in this letter. Uh, but he added, uh, I naturally did not tell Engelbach that I obtained the amulet from you. The letters now in a private collection will be published in a forthcoming book from Oxford University Press, Tutankhamun and the Tomb That Changed the World. Its author, Bob Breer, leading Egyptologist uh, at Long Island University, told the Observer that suspicions about Carter helping himself to treasures have long been rumored, but there's no doubt um, that we ever found anything until this letter. This year marks the 100th anniversary of the discovery by, oh my God, 100 years, dude, it's crazy, mm-hmm. uh, by Carter's financial backer, Lord uh, Carnarvon, of the Tomb of the Boy King, filled with thrones, chariots, and thousands of objects needed in the next world. Over the next decade, Carter's supervisor removal and transportation down the Nile to Cairo to be uh, to be displayed in the Egyptian Museum. Um, and I think, you know, and again, this is just a one-off, just some new letter that kind of came to light, and I've heard rumors about this. I think the other thing, too, is you, we heard the curse of opening that. You remember hearing about that throughout the... Yeah. The years, yeah, which in reality is probably just a, a, a virus or something that was stuck in there, whatever have you. But I know that circled for like decades. You know, everybody that was involved in the digging had some horrific accident or they died from some sickness or mysterious ill or whatever have you. But um, yeah, this you know. was also like golden age of Hollywood shit, too. You know, yeah, I mean? so I'm sure a little bit yeah, of it yeah. got played up a little. You know? yeah. Well, and it was true that there were uh, quite a few people in the excavation that did get sick or lost their lives. But again, yeah. you know, it's all glamorizing to a certain point. But yeah, poor uh, Kari, yeah, that sucks. I don't think, um, you know, he stole it, but unfortunately, you know, he ended up getting it. But I don't know, my how history comes out eventually, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, it's like that joke about why are the Great Pyramids located in Egypt? Because they were too heavy to be moved to the British museum <laughs> oh i've never heard that before that's kind of actually kind of funny but so. like uh a, like the theft being rampant isn't surprising considering like it's not uh like when the at the height of like european egyptology mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like uh like turn of the century early early 1900s when they were finding all these tombs that and then basically looting them but saying it was archaeology you know what well I mean? yeah like, and not only that but remember we covered uh like that whole thing about the mumia and they would take these mummies and grind them up because they thought it was uh, a medical ailment it could cure anything yeah. like it was just every, and you can't say that you know there weren't people there around egypt that constantly and even to this day they're finding tombs and and sarcophaguses sarcophaguses on the black market of you know something that can't yeah it's just it's what it is you know i mean it's like anything else People don't think about the historical ramifications when they're poor and starving to death. So, anyway, um, you have anything else, man, to follow up on? Uh, you want to just wh- come over the to the Patreon, uh, okay. which is Strange Uncles, or sorry, patreon.com slash Strange Uncles. Uh, I've got a story about Welsh Atlantis and one about going back to the moon. Um, you know, awesome. there's lots of Good uh, stuff. exclusive content and early access there. Um, okay. 
No, that's cool. Join up. That's awesome. Um, otherwise, uh, stand by for some more guests and other things. Again, if you're new to this uh, podcast, we drop this weekly. Uh, this is a monthly for TN that we usually do. Uh, well, we do it monthly, but we try to you know dig up the news that we can and throw it out there. Um, if you have a story to tell, you can write us at strangeuncles at gmail.com. Or if you have a terror to tell or a suggestion or something, feel free. You can go ahead and call us at 801-252-6945 and uh, let us know. You can find us on all social. And, uh, yeah, Josh, you want to go ahead and run over to the Patreon real quick? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, find us and follow us at Strange Uncles Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Strange Uncles on Twitter. Um, we're too old to do any of the other ones. <laughs> no shit so, about that anyway um, all right and there is a youtube channel which we've been threatening to update for a while but we're getting closer to you we're, we're threatening more closer now so yeah hopefully something yeah. comes fruition there so for sure um anyway well that's it for our regular listeners um close the gates patreon stand by <laughs>